Let's talk about some of the things that are going on today as you get things started on this Monday, April 3rd. Uh, have you been watching NCAA basketball? Oh, man, it has been uh, pretty fun to watch. Uh, I got a chance to catch a little bit of the um, the women's NCAA championship yesterday. Um, I don't... I, I have some opinions on the timing. I really think that 3.30 in the afternoon seemed like a, a kind of a weird time uh, to to have the game. I was expecting a little bit more more prime time, um, but I, I don't know. I, I think part of me thought, man, that's really early. How am I going to catch that? I was busy yesterday, um, so I didn't get a chance to really watch the game. But then I thought, okay, actually, no, that's a good time because you can watch the game, you can go to bed, and know that you know who won or lost the game. Uh, and sadly, uh, I was rooting for Iowa because uh, Caitlin Clark is just an amazing basketball player. And there's some really good players on both Iowa and um, LSU. But, uh, yeah, that Caitlin Clark, man, she can play. And there's a good chance she might continue to play at Iowa next year uh, and not go to the WNBA. So I, I think she's sticking around. Um, but... Tonight is another game, and it's the men's Final Four championship. It's going to be a, a great one. But again, the timing is where I got some questions. It says that it's supposed to start tonight at 9.20. Are you kidding me? I might as well go to sleep and then wake up uh, for that. 9.20? I'll be in bed by that time. So anyways... um, it's going to be, it comes down to these two teams, UConn versus San Diego State. And this is how they got there. We can run this one down for the Husky Express, heading to a Monday night championship appearance with its fifth straight double-digit victory. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. Yeah, Florida Atlantic was uh, 17 seconds away from getting that victory, but San Diego State was made, making that exciting buzzer beater for the win. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, and it's also uh, exciting, but also a little sad because it's Jim Nance's uh, last Final Four, but what a way to go out, man. Uh, I found that out the other day that he said, eh, I think I'm going to be done after many, many years of uh, announcing the Final Four on CBS. Uh, he's calling it quits. I still believe he's going to continue to do the Masters, uh, which that's what people also look forward to. This is, you know, there's March Madness and then there's Nance Madness. We've got March and parts of April where we get to hear Jim Nance do what he does best, and that is uh, call uh, some great sports. And he's doing that and has a great game tonight. I'm I'm rooting for UConn. I think UConn's the better team. But, hey, it's March Madness, so you never know what's going to happen. So take a nap today and then catch the game later on tonight at 920. Jeez. I just, I, I don't know why it's that late. Come on, give me like 7, 730 even. I would even be okay with 8 o'clock. But 920, 
You got to be kidding me. Uh, some other things today that you should know about some weird holidays. Today's World Party Day. So if you want to have a party, maybe a Final Four party. Today's also National Film Score Day. You know, what would a movie be without the music in the background? And not only, of course, the, the intros and all that stuff. One of the best people, John Williams, who composed a lot of the stuff for E.T., Jaws, the Star Wars franchises. He's been nominated for 52 Oscars, and he's only won five of them for Best Original Score. So I think, I think he knows what he's doing. Uh, today's also National Tweed Day, so if you want to put on your uh, tweed jacket, go right ahead. And originally, uh, a celebration of Senator William Boss Tweed from the 1800s until it was revealed uh, he was one of the most corrupt politicians in American history. Now it's just a celebration of tweed fabric. Today's also a national Find a Rainbow Day. Up until the 16th century, uh, Europeans believed that anyone who passed under a rainbow would emerge from the other side as the opposite gender. Uh, this optical phenomenon is just sunlight that's refracted off of uh, water molecules in the air. It's a rainbow. Uh, it's a big circle. Um, but the horizon blocks us from um, seeing the other half. So it's not really just a, a half circle. It's a full-on rainbow, man. That's cool. You learned something today, didn't you? Today's also, uh, this is a, a big deal, the 50th anniversary of the cell phone. 50 years ago, a guy by the name of Martin Cooper uh, made the first ever cell phone call. He worked uh, over at Motorola where he developed a cellular technology in the first phone, the Motorola Dynatac 8000X. You might have had one. It's about the size of a, a basketball shoe. And you had to talk, uh, had a talk time of 35 minutes and didn't really do anything else but make really crackly phone calls. So there you go. You remember those days? I remember when my dad uh, had the bag phone, the Motorola bag phone. You uh, had this big old leather bag. You had it in your car. And you could take it with you just about anywhere. But you had it in your car. We actually had it to where it had to Velcro to to the center. Um, and he, he had to put this giant antenna on the top of the car. Just to make a phone call. And you had to dial on the back of the phone. Oh, classic. I bet if you handed a, uh, one of those to uh, a teenager right now, they would just, they wouldn't know what to do. They honestly probably wouldn't even know that it's an actual phone that could make phone calls. So if you happen to have one still today, uh, you can celebrate with one of those. Or if you got one of the old, what I call the Zach Morris phone. That was the phone that he always had on that show. And saved by the bell, but classic, the good old trusty thing, uh, the cell phone. If you got one of those, I'm sure it's worth a lot of money and it probably still makes really bad phone calls. Right now, it's time for Got Something to Say, where I talk to our friends and neighbors about things that are happening right here in our community, great organizations that have uh, programs or uh, events coming up, maybe a fundraiser. Feel free to reach out to me, especially if you've got something coming up. I know Easter is uh, coming up this weekend. Maybe you have some Easter things that are going on, whether it be an Easter egg hunt or uh, an Easter celebration, anything like that. I'd love to hear from you. 
Feel free to email Let's Talk at WSJM.com. You can call me, 925-WSJM. Reach out that way. Uh, you can send me a letter. It's probably going to take a while to get here, just uh, especially if you got some immediate, you probably should just call or email. But, you know, if you want to write me a letter, you could do that as well. 580 East Napier, Benton Harbor. And got something to say, brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today, I'm very excited to be talking with Heather Olson. She's the uh, founder, executive director of My Life in Numbers. Heather, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm very excited to learn more about My Life in Numbers. Uh, it's a fairly new organization, but it's something that uh, is near and dear to your heart. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about how, how this all got started. Yeah, so in July of 2021, I decided to start My Life in Numbers. So um, actually yesterday was my diabetes anniversary. So when I was diagnosed um, 17 years ago, there was just like very few support um, available for my parents and myself. And I kind of, um, I went off to college and I found a group that was just like nice to talk to mm -hmm. and um you know, we just, it was like a nice community. And that was my first time that I was kind of surrounded by other diabetics and things like that. And so when I graduated, um, I wanted to be able to come back home and give back to my community and offer those resources that I didn't have when I was growing up. So I decided to go for it in, um, 2021. So after, um, after I came back here, I kind of researched how to start a nonprofit and everything. Yeah. And so, um, it has been super, super great. So, um, pretty much a little bit about my life and numbers. So our mission is to support and empower people living with type one diabetes. So with that, we have a program for newly diagnosed diabetics or people that are just needing support. So we kind of provide them with an advocate, just someone to talk to the support side of things, someone that knows what it feels like to be diabetic and have those struggles and also yeah. someone that will be there for you and like help celebrate those wins. Um, and then we also provide it for the parents too, because I know sometimes it's, it's nice to have another parent who's like, I'm dealing with this with insurance or, you know, I just had this come up. And so it's just nice to have someone in the same exact shoes that you've been in and just someone to talk to that knows where you're coming from. So that's a little bit about our advocate program. Um, we also do in-school consultations. So I meet with kids in the schools usually once to twice a month and just kind of like check in, make sure they're getting everything they need. Um, I've also like spoken at classes and just been like, here's the highs or here's the symptoms of highs and lows. And, you know, just it's yeah. nice for especially like the elementary kids for them and their peers to be able to be like, okay, you know, this kid is having a low blood sugar and this is what I can do to help. So I think it's just kind of like bringing the awareness to things. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm looking to do more outreach in the schools and things like that. Um, we also do kind of like a monthly event. So it's just a way to meet other diabetics in the community. So last month we did a cooking class. This month we're doing kind of just like a spa night. So it's just something to meet other people and also just hang out and be like, I'm in here with 10 other diabetics. Right. And so it's, it's super nice. It makes you feel like you're surrounded by a good community. And so it's, it's definitely been super rewarding. Um, we're also paired with um, a group 
and we offer free counseling. So we help pay for the cost of um, those services. That way everyone can be taken care of kind of mentally and physically. So I know that's a big part of it. And sometimes it's just nice yeah. to have someone to talk to and counseling can be hard to find and costly. So we want to make sure that everyone has access to those resources. Yeah, it's certainly a life-changing uh, experience. Uh, and I know you could speak on that because when, when you're diagnosed with that, it, you know, like you said, all these different things of not understanding where to go from there and, and something as simple as, uh, Cooking and, and understanding, okay, I got to change my diet. I got to change the way I live. I got to, and then also the people that are around someone that has di diabetes, especially type one, is understanding what to do in certain situations. I mean, I think I like, I love the idea of uh, getting more into the, the schools and, and educating the people, not only the folks uh, that, the kids that have diabetes, the, the you know, and but also the teachers, administration, but even the kids around them, understanding, hey, this is what's going on. This is you know maybe stuff to look out for and understand because I know uh, I'm I may not be diabetic, but I know I could you know name five, six, seven people that I know that are close friends that have it. But I will say I don't know enough. Uh, about it. So I think this is a, a great thing, a great organization, like you said, a, a much needed uh, kind of organization in our community. So Heather, um, other ways that, that we can get involved? I know you, you mentioned some events and some things coming up. Uh, what, what do you have on the calendar that we need, we should be a part of? Yeah, so I'm super excited. We're hosting our second annual golf outing. So that is June 10th at Hampshire Country Club in Dewajak. So like I mentioned, it's our second year. So we're yeah. still looking for teams and sponsors and things like that. So last year it was a great event and it's just kind of like a fun day getting people together and raising awareness of our organization and diabetes. So it's always a fun time for that. And then we also have a community engagement fair coming up. And so a little bit about this. So it'll be July 21st and it's at Marion Magnolia Farms in Cass. Mm. And pretty much what we're doing is it's just going to be a bunch of local organizations and nonprofits who are like making a difference in the community. So I kind of thought of this because I wanted to network with other organizations and also Kind of where we come from is like form those partnerships and help other small groups that yeah. are just starting out like we are and, you know, get out in the community and show community members all about our programs and services and things that we offer and raise awareness of our group and all of those incredible groups too, because I'm sure that there's other small groups out there that are doing these awesome projects and just kind of need help getting their name out there. So um, we're going to have kind of some a variety of groups. Um, we're going to have some bands for live music, some food trucks, cool. things like that. So I'm super excited. It'll be a fun event. So yeah, stay tuned for that. That's awesome. And I know uh, being, like you said, a, a fairly new, uh, you know, only a few years old uh, organization, awareness and getting the word out is, is very important. What about volunteers for some of these things uh, that you're, you guys are trying to do events and, and such? Uh, do you need people to help out with that? Yeah, absolutely. We're always looking for volunteers, um, especially for our events and things like that. Um, so if you're interested, definitely reach out to me. Um, my email is heather at mylifeandnumbers.com. 
And yeah, if you're interested in helping for events or even just helping at our monthly events that we do, like the cooking class and things like that, we're always looking for extra hands on deck. And especially too, if you're diabetic and you're looking for these resources, definitely reach out to us. We're always um, willing to help anyone. And especially just once you make the connection, I feel like it just kind of grows. Like our kids in our school programs, you know, we've gotten them an advocate and into counseling. And so once you're in, I feel like the resources are just endless. So definitely reach out and we're happy to help. Absolutely. And those, like you said, those schools that uh, maybe see a need for, for you guys to, to come in and educate. I think that's so important. So definitely reach out in that way. Uh, best place for us to do that, Heather. Uh, I know you got a ton of great resources uh, on your website as well uh, and some cool information and we can keep up with events and all that. But uh, website and, and social media and any other ways that we can learn more about my life in numbers. Yeah, I mean, I would say the biggest ones right now are just, yeah, the website, social media. And then I also send out kind of like an email each month just saying, hey, here's what's going on. Here's how you can get involved. So, um, yeah, I'm always willing to help whoever needs it. So. That's really great. MyLifeInNumbers.com. Love this organization. Love that you uh, you saw the need and said, hey, let's jump in and uh, let's start this. And I, I love that you're having some great success and wish you continued success in the future. And uh, Heather, I look forward to talking to you more uh, at some point uh, as maybe some of these events come up or more other ways to uh, to get, out the, get the word out about My Life and Numbers. But thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. If you've got something to say and you think uh, you'd be a a great guest on my show, feel free to reach out. Maybe you or some other people in your nonprofit or group that you volunteer with, anything like that, feel free to reach out because I'd love to chat with you. You can email letstalkatwsjm.com. You can also uh, call me. 925-WSJM got something to say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Hey, Jocelyn, welcome back. Thank you. Happy Monday. It's been a while. It has a few weeks. Yeah. I haven't had you on the show. I don't, I don't, were we fighting? What was going on? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I was just in a different location. We can just tell people I was traveling the world. Okay. Yeah. You were uh, in an undisclosed uh, location somewhere. Yes, I was really just next door in the other room, but... Okay. Well, it's good to have you back. You know, we uh, hung out with friends over the weekend. We did? We, we, we went did. Out to eat. We, we yes. Did. We don't do that often, but no, yes, we did. We don't. And, you know, something we haven't done in a while is uh, gone on a date. Yep, that's true. What would you consider... Uh, with, with dating, it, it of course changes over time and we go out to eat, you know, every once in a while. And, you know, we've been together for how many years now? Um, 16 ish. Yeah. Uh, what would you describe as a typical date night activity for us? Um, usually dinner out. Um, and that's usually it. I mean, we, we, we're not gone long because we have to come back for Plinko, but... Yeah, we don't do, like, movie dates that often. Sometimes we do, but we usually try to do those, I mean, I guess because we do them, like, late afternoon, mm-hmm. just because you wake up so early. Catch the early bird special. Yeah, we don't normally, I mean, we don't normally go on dates. Yeah. Well, I ask you this because uh, somebody came out with a new poll. They asked people, about 5,000 of them, 
that are in relationships right now, what their favorite quote unquote date night activities are going out to eat still number one. Yes. Anytime you don't have to cook, I think is, is good. Mm -hmm. But staying in ranked second. Staying in for their date. Yeah, night in together, like maybe order takeout. We live together, so that's just like every day. So you don't consider a night in, even if we get takeout and I lit some candles, that's not considered a date? As long as you don't fall asleep in your chair. Yeah, that's true. Well, at what time? No, 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 I think ever. Ever? I think if, if we, I guess if we both made the effort. I mean, we did at-home dates during the pandemic. We did. We even dressed up We dressed them. up. We made a nice meal. We um, lit candles, I remember. Yeah. Well, some of these other things as far as dates or date night activities that people were doing, going to the movies, that was number three. Okay. Cooking together is number four. We For a date. Well, it's, I guess it could be considered yeah, okay. date I guess night time or time together. Yeah. Um, We've been trying to do that more, anyways, where I, I don't yell at you to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> and I think we work well together when it comes to the uh, the cooking and all that stuff. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we stay I out mean, of each other's way. After 16 years, yes, you, I think most of the time you're not always standing in front of the drawer I need to get to. But right. cooking together is like a dance. If you don't do it enough, and you don't know the steps then and practice the choreography, then yeah. It'll never get better. It doesn't get better. So right. trying that, and I think everybody, you know, with your relationship, even if you're not the greatest cook, even if you're just helping out with your significant other, that uh that's there's bonding. Right. Time. Everyone needs a sous chef. Yeah. I agree. You I, I think we bond over those because every almost every time we're cooking together, we're like, we should do this more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one on this one on this list of what considers a good date night activity besides you know going out uh, to dinner or having a, a movie date or something like that. Going on a long drive. Going on a long drive. Like a road trip, cruising. I like to drive, but you always fall asleep in the car. I so it's not that wouldn't really be a. A date activity for us, I don't think. And you like to criticize my driving when I do drive. I You say I drive like an old man. I like to be in control, yes. <laughs> Another, a couple other uh, things on here. Uh, shopping. Um, a romantic walk on the beach. Okay. Going camping is number eight on this list. I do not camp. We camped like a couple times. We even bought a nice tent. Yeah. And got some camping, not camping, a bunch of camping gear, but we got enough to be able to go on a weekend camping trip. And it's it's not for us. No, not at all. I went as a kid and I never liked it. I just, it's the, I mean, the concept of like taking one of everything you own so you can put it on the floor of a forest and then sleep on either, you know, uh, a sleeping bag or an air mattress. I just, I have a house. I can just sleep there. (laughs) I'd rather, yeah. If I, uh, I never in my life have I woken up from, from sleep in my bed, cold and wet. Right. And right. not really knowing where I am. And if you're at a campground, had to make that mile trek to the bathroom for your uh, morning relieving. <laughs> the last time we camped, it was like the worst. We were like a mile away from the, the bathroom. You're right. Uh, one last thing on here that I think is, uh, or a couple actually, engaging in a hobby together is a good date night activity or any time activity with a significant other. And then game nights are another one. 
We have done that. We've done a few of those. So we need to do, should we do more game nights? Did you enjoy that? Because we've done like Scrabble and a couple other, I bought a couple new games. Do you want to do more game nights? I feel like that's more, instead of a one-on-one, I feel like that's like grabbing some, getting some friends together. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the game. We, yes, we can do Scrabble together, but I think if we're going to play Twister, we're probably going to need a couple more people involved. Absolutely, because Plinko can't reach no, other colors. I don't think he can spin the thing very well. <laughs> yeah, if he could be the spinner of the twister thing, then that would be a great companion. But then it's not a date. Then it's just hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are your date night activity ideas? Do you have any more that uh, we didn't list off that you like to do with your significant other? Feel free to give us a call. 925-WSJM or email. Let's talk at WSJM.com. I would go to the arcade with you. You'd go to the arcade? Yeah. I've, I've been Ooh. wanting to go to an arcade lately. All right. Um, so we can put that on the calendar, please. Let's do it. Uh, some things that, uh, I find in the, uh, the searchings of when I'm trying to figure out what to talk about on the show every day, um, I've noticed a lot of, uh, science studies and there's always scientific studies about things, but I feel like this is one that you should probably know about. Um, you like burgers and fries, right? They're delicious. Love a good burger. Had a burger just the other day. Now, this is interesting. If you suffer from depression or anxiety and you like to scarf on burgers and ice cream, this is news for you. A new study in the Journal of Science, uh, they found that eating too much of that stuff might actually trigger things like bipolar, uh, anxiety, and other mood issues. It may also be blocking your responsiveness to the medications as well. Now, foods like meat and dairy are high in amino acids uh, called glycine uh, that delays signals to the brain. Eliminating it will um, help your medicine be more effective when you take it. Never thought of that. Never thought of those correlations between the two things. Um, But just think about that stuff. If you suffer from some of those things like depression, anxiety, or any of those others, um, looking at your diet. I mean, that's another thing that's so important and people don't always think about. They always think about, okay, well, I have this ailment. I'll take this medicine. I'll do that. But a lot of times what you're eating, that's another thing, another chemical, another thing that's going into your body um, because – your body's is all about reacting to all that stuff. So just something to keep in mind. Not telling you, hey, take get rid of that burger and fries that you're going to have for lunch or dinner later tonight. But just some stuff to think about. Um, this is an interesting thing. If you go to Costco, you know, uh, I, I, I like going to Costco every once in a while. I mean, of course, I love shopping local, but every once in a while, uh, bulking up on uh, all these different things like, um, well, I just, I like going to the big box, uh, big box store every, every once in a while. Uh, I'll admit it. But this is a pretty interesting story of something that happened uh, at a Costco in Michigan. Yeah, there's a, there's a baby that was born. In Costco, and honestly, I think this is besides a hospital. Costco seems like the most, the next best uh, location to have a baby. A Michigan couple was on their way to the hospital to deliver their baby, 
but the little one was a little impatient and ready to come out, so they uh, they took a quick detour to Costco. Oh, they weren't even shopping there. They just said, hmm, well, the hospital's too far away. Let's go to Costco. They've got all kinds of things. Uh, but emergency responders arrived just as the baby was coming out. Uh, they then transported the mom and the baby to the hospital, and both are reportedly in good health and doing well. And I'm sure the dad stayed back uh, to relax and have uh, one of those hot dogs or maybe uh, stock up on all the diapers and things like that. Can you imagine if the baby, like, why would you go to Co- <laughs> why would you go to Costco and say, all right, well, we don't have uh, time to get to the hospital, so I guess let's go to the Costco, uh, get some great deals. It's not really a time to go and get some deals. Um but it's odd they only had one baby. I was surprised uh, hearing that because, you know, it's Costco. So I think they have babies that come in like a three or a four pack. Um, but the baby, will, do you think the baby will have a special name related to Costco? Like, uh, would they call the baby Costco? Maybe the baby, that's the baby's middle name. Or Kirkland. It sounds like a great baby name. We'll just have to wait and see. But congratulations uh, to the mom uh, and the whole family having a baby in a Costco. So next time, if the you know if the if the um, hospital is too far away, just find your nearest Costco, and uh, they'll take care of you. I guess our awards program that you can check out: see past winners of fifteen under fifteen, forty under forty, bold women of business, and now you can nominate somebody for best places to work. Go and check that out right there at moodyonthemarket.com and on the app. Your Moody on the Market update where I tell you about some of those great stories is brought to you by our friends in insurance management service called IMS Today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. Tucked along the banks of the St. Joseph River in Buchanan, a new barbecue restaurant is ready to serve the Southwest Michigan community. Anton and Ariel Lockett, owners of the St. Joseph-based food truck Evelyn Mays Barbecue, they hosted a grand opening celebration this past Friday for their first brick-and-mortar restaurant, 15212. The new restaurant, named after the building's address, easy to remember, 15212 North Redbud Trail in the former Wheatberry Tavern location. It's been quite a journey to this point, that's what Anton Lockett says. Like I told most of my staff, I hope this is a starting point for more to come. We're excited to be here in Buchanan. We're excited to bring food here, feed people, and bring a nice, fun place to hang out. We hope this is a place uh, for years to come. And the main goal is to give a family feel. Now, the event included a ribbon-cutting ceremony with the Buchanan Chamber of Commerce, which uh, is wrapping up its restaurant week this week. This is our finale, and we can't think of a better event than a ribbon-cutting and grand opening to put a capstone on the restaurant week here. Now, that's what Chamber Executive Director Brandon DeJane says. He says, I speak on behalf of the entire community in saying that we're really excited about this location and the business with Ariel and Anton doing scratch cooking here. I think this is uh, really going to help encapsulate and capture what makes Buchanan such a great place to live. Now, um, they uh, they are really excited about this. They've had a, a soft opening of the business uh, just in the past month or so, and they're ready to bring on everybody. 
Um, Anton says that in addition to his barbecue offerings, they offer specialty cocktails by Jasmine Zikafus of J.D. J's Cocktail Company. They're going to have local craft beer on tap, and he describes his style as a mix of different barbecue styles. Really excited to check this out. They had their soft opening, like I said, back in February. Uh, and he says, we want to do some things to bring the community into the building. Some feel-good music activities and uh, just make the space more than a restaurant. You want more information on 15212? You want to see pictures, videos, and more? You can check out um, that full story written by Moody on the Market contributor, uh, Ryan Younger, at moodyonthemarket.com and the Moody on the Market app. And uh, your Moody on the Market update is brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.